Welcome to your Lighting Lady podcast, a place for inspiring ideas and practical advice to help you improve the lighting in your home. I'm Josie Ratton, a former lighting designer and lover of all things home design. I use my two decades of experience to provide simple ways you can have the lighting you love. I hope you'll join me and get ready to be inspired about the difference good lighting can make. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of your Lighting Lady podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to choose a light bulb that's right for your needs. So you've decided on the perfect light for your room, selected a pendant, a table lamp, maybe a wall sconce, but you still need to choose a light bulb. And this is where some people can make mistakes, and the end result ends up not being what they wanted. Having the wrong brightness or color temperature can really affect the mood and overall look and feel of a room, and you may end up using more energy than you ever needed to. Are you overwhelmed when it comes to selecting an LED light bulb? Kelvins, lumens, CRI, wattage, what does it mean? What do I pick? What do I need? I want to guide you through finding the perfect light bulb to complement your home. There are currently five main types of light bulbs that people use in their homes. Traditional sources like incandescent, halogen, compact fluorescent, and linear fluorescent, and then new technology, LED. Today, LED is currently the winner in the competition between these light sources, given its energy efficiency, its long life, and variety of color options and dimmings that you don't really get with other sources. Saying that, the choice of light bulb is yours, so I'm going to explain a little bit about each type. Incandescent lamps emit light by heating filaments, and most of the energy actually gets wasted by heat and not light. They have a short lamp life, around a year and shorter than all the other types. But they have been the most commonly used light bulb in homes for years because they're not expensive and they easily dim, and there's such a huge range of light fixtures available for them. There is still a place for incandescent light bulbs, though, especially when you're looking for a warm, cozy, romantic ambiance and a low light level, and I still use incandescent lights in some places in my home when that's what I want. Halogen lamps emit a whiter, brighter light than incandescent, and they're slightly more energy efficient with a slightly longer life than incandescent. They are dimmable, and they're actually a great solution in small fixtures, maybe small recessed down lights, pendant lights, and under cabinet lighting. One of the big issues with halogens is that they do get warm very quickly, so you have to be careful with young children around and kept away from materials that can catch fire easily. Compact fluorescent and linear fluorescent lamps have been around for a long time, and they were really the first energy-efficient alternative to incandescent light bulbs. They have a much longer life and use a lot less energy than incandescent, and that's really why people went with them. Their biggest problem, really, that people have found is that they take time to warm up and get to their full brightness. So they're often used in areas where this isn't such a big issue, maybe closets, garages, basements, sometimes in kitchens where it's not a big issue. They are less expensive than LEDs, but they don't have the same full dimming range that you get with incandescent and LEDs. They do contain mercury, so be careful when you are handling them. And now generally they're being replaced by LEDs. It's, it's rare to use a fluorescent or compact fluorescent light in your house. LEDs emit light from a light-emitting diode. That's what it stands for. They're very energy efficient, about a tenth of the wattage of an equivalent incandescent light bulb for the same brightness. And they have a long life, at least 10 times longer than incandescent. And they have no mercury, which makes them better than fluorescent. They produce little heat, but do be aware that LEDs don't like to get hot. So make sure they're well ventilated, or it could actually shorten the lifespan. 
they actually love to be cold. So if you live in a cold climate or you like to have a cold house, then LEDs are going to love you. They instantly get to full brightness, just like incandescent, which is also another plus over fluorescent. The technology has greatly developed and improved over the past decade, with a wider range of styles and shapes of lamps and color temperatures to choose from, which has been great. They also have become a lot cheaper compared to when they first came out. They can be dimmable, but you do need to make sure you use a compatible dimmer. As well as LED light bulbs that you can screw into a pendant or a table lamp, say, you can also buy fixtures that have integrated LED modules. These fixtures can actually last decades, so you won't need to change the LED modules if it does stop working. Or a lot of people just replace the whole fixture um, rather than trying to take out the circuit board and do it yourself. Integrated LED fixtures have built-in heat sinks that help control the temperature of the LEDs so they don't get too hot. So the life of an integrated LED fixture is often longer than an LED light bulb. Integrated LED fixtures are a good choice if you're putting them somewhere that's hard to reach, maybe a really high ceiling or behind something that you can't really get to easily because you don't need to access them a lot. Now you know about the different types of light bulbs that you can choose from. How much light do you need in a room? Lumens versus wattage. A simple rule to remember is the more activity that happens in a room, the more light it should have. For example, kitchens are great when there's plenty of light on countertops where you're going to be doing tasks, or for looking into cabinets and deep cupboards. Whereas hallways or other circulation areas where all you're doing is really passing through them, they really don't need the same amount of light. Bedrooms and living rooms might need more lighting in certain areas where tasks happen, like reading, but the overall light level, or the ambient light level, doesn't really have to be bright. These rooms also benefit a lot from having a variety of lighting types and dimming control so you can create different scenes and different moods. We always used to look at the wattage of a light bulb when thinking about brightness. Watts measures the energy used by a light bulb, and it does relate to light output in some way. But with LEDs, the more important number you need to look at is the lumen output or the light output. Here's a rough comparison of incandescent wattages to some lumen outputs that you can choose for LED light bulbs to help you figure out what you're going to need. Okay, so 40 watt incandescent is equivalent to about 450 lumens. A 60 watt incandescent is equivalent to about 800 lumens. 75 watt incandescent is equivalent to about 1100 lumens. And 100 watt incandescent is equivalent to 1600 lumens. So say you always used to use a 60-watt incandescent light bulb, and now you're going to buy an LED equivalent, you would look for an LED light bulb that had 800 lumens if you wanted a similar amount of light. The lumen or the light output should be listed on the box for an LED light bulb or on an integrated LED light fixture, as well as the watts and the lumens per watt, which is the efficacy. If you have a table lamp or a pendant, say, with a translucent shade, you actually may want a higher lumen output light bulb than a fixture where you can see the light bulb like behind clear glass or when it's exposed. Just something to consider. Color temperature and CRI are also things that you should look for when you're choosing a light bulb. Remember with color temperature, the lower the number, the warmer the light. That's the easiest way to remember. Keep in mind that color temperature you select for a room does depend on the functionality somewhat. 
I would recommend using 2700 Kelvin mainly, but you may want 3000 Kelvin in higher task areas like kitchens and laundry rooms, maybe even going to 4000 Kelvin in garages or basements where you want it to feel brighter. There are some integrated LED light fixtures, such as recessed downlights, that actually have switches on the back of them that let you change the color temperature. So you can actually have the same downlights throughout a house for consistency and maintenance and ease, but you could have warm white in one room and a cooler white in the others, which is pretty neat. The other thing to look for is CRI, and this is really critical for LEDs and for fluorescent fixtures. You really want a CRI or color rendering index over 90 or at least 90, and that's going to give you color rendering closest to incandescent and the most accurate color rendering. So you're wanting to look for something that's over 90. As I've said before, dimmers allow you to adjust the brightness of a light fixture really easily. And dimmers are great for any lighting. I'm always going to recommend dimming. But when you buy a dimmer, you do need to check on the label when you buy it at a store or on the product information on a website what types of light bulb it's going to be compatible with. And they should say if it's, for example, to be used with incandescent lamps or fluorescent or LED. And when you buy an LED light bulb, also check that it can be dimmed. It should say that on the box. And it also should say what type of dimmer to use as well. And LED light fix- integrated light fixtures should say that too. Some fixtures actually have built-in dimmers, and some LED light bulbs come with remote dimmers, which takes away all the decision-making and need for a, a wall box dimmer, which is great. And finally, light bulbs come in different shapes, sizes, styles, and with different bases. So when you buy a light bulb, make sure it'll work with and fit inside your intended light fixture. You don't want to get home and find that the light bulb is too big and sticks out the bottom of your pendant, or that the base is different. So do check that. One extra thing is exposed light bulbs, like Edison lamps, are actually really popular now. And they give you the opportunity to kind of change up your look of the fixture or the space. They're often used fully exposed or inside a clear glass shade. These lamps have always traditionally been incandescent, But there are actually new LED lamps where the boards, the LED boards, have been shaped to look like filaments, which is pretty neat. They have a nice warm orange glow, but they're more decorative than functional because they don't usually have high light output. So you might want to put them for a decorative, a decorative wall sconce or a decorative pendant where you don't need a lot of light out of it. Hopefully this episode has given you the information you need next time you shop for new light bulbs. But I do recommend experimenting to see what works best for you and your home, as everyone has unique requirements. Try out different light bulbs and see what happens and see what you like best. If there are other topics you'd like me to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram or leave a comment on this episode with any lighting questions you have or topics you'd like to see covered. And remember, every home deserves great lighting, whatever your budget. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with others. And I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps new ones like mine be found by others. If you'd like more lighting inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Your Lighting Lady. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.